Hello, Raj. <laughs> Hi, Rokas. Uh, so, previously, you mentioned the number one thing that youth ask you is how can they get discipline? So, that is my question now. What do you answer to that? Yeah, that is the number one thing that young people seem to want. Um, I think I've gotten to the point where I explain uh, what discipline is instead of how you get it because I think how you get it is an incorrect question. If you are disciplined, then you don't need to ask how you get it because you, you are you already. So the point being, you already have enough discipline. You already have enough willpower. You have everything actually that you need in order to achieve what you want. And you need, you know, that force of discipline to kind of move and to have motivation for behavior and action. And usually our motivation for behavior and action come from somewhere. Desire being the number one yogic answer comes from desire. All things come from desire. So I think I tried to get that point across to people first. There is no... There is no external discipline. There's no, there's no something else. It's, it's just discipline. You know, it's, you, you are, we're comprised of just energy, just force. And we're already moving. We're already alive and, and, and we've begun. You just need to keep going, basically. And I think that's what, you know, discipline is. And I think discipline ends up being transformed into endurance, really. You just keep going and get better. Now, if that doesn't suffice, right, if that doesn't create the inspiration needed to, to move or to act, we have to start small with discipline. We have to start small with most things. Chunk down. As one of my mentors taught me, chunk down, uh, don't chunk up. So chunking means splicing or cutting up life into pieces, uh, cutting up a project or a desire or a goal, whatever, cutting that up into pieces so that you just take a portion of it and it's manageable and it doesn't seem so scary. For example, work discipline could be in, improved if you, let's say you have trouble beginning a project. I would recommend that you at least, can you at least open your email? And if you can say, yes, I can open my email, then you open your email. If you can read the email, you know, if you can begin coordinating with other people, if you can schedule a meeting, if you can 
just write a few thoughts down. Those are just some of the initial actions behind an idea. I recommend just starting with one, one step at a time because we look at, we look at the end goal when we need discipline, I need to get in shape. So that thought means that it thought encompasses the entire getting in shape manifesto in our mind. And that's a long movie that could be months and months and months of, of hard work and eating right and making decisions about your diet and your sleep and your, how much you drink water. The concept of, of losing weight is not just based on the isolated idea of a reduction in, in um, pounds, right? It comes with it or kilograms. It's, it comes with an entire framework or model of, of the history of losing weight and what that entails and you in the future. So if we can take losing weight and remove all that stuff and get rid of the movie and get rid of the advanced scheme uh, or model and just say, okay, I'm pretty sure to somewhere on the path of losing weight means drinking more water. So if you just did that, you have enough discipline to just, just attempt that one thing. I think that's the safest thing to try. And it's also the most sustainable, you know, small changes. So if we can break stuff up into small pieces, we don't need to build discipline uh, in and of itself. It kind of happens naturally if we have the right technique to approach that which requires discipline. I think that's a few answers. Yeah, that was good. I think the first answer is based on an advanced, the advanced mind. If you understand that, you're good to go. You know, the Jocko Willink approach is, okay, you need more discipline, get more discipline. Or you need to lose weight, just lose weight, right? So his, his approach is very direct. It's just do the thing you need to do. And that's perfect for those people uh, because most people just need kind of a kick in the ass. For other people, if they're really smart, they just need to understand the advanced concept behind discipline, which is you're already a moving force of discipline. Just continue and, and, and change your interest and desire and you'll accomplish whatever you want. So if losing weight is not your interest, but you're an aeronautical engineer and you're really good at flying people, building planes and stuff like that, then all you need to do is kind of pretend that losing weight is somehow related to something you're really interested in. And then it just naturally takes care of itself. For the person who needs a methodical or a visual representation, something concrete and clear cut, for that mind, you have to just chunk down, take it in small pieces, take one week at a time, drink, you know, your first week, don't worry about food, for example. Just eat what you normally eat, but make sure you drink a gallon of water a day. That's usually the first step to chunking weight loss down into pieces. Just drink adequate amounts of water. And then the next week, uh, continue water, replace, replace liquid calories with healthy calories or water. Next week, look at evening meals and evening snacking. Next week, 
see if you need to refine anything else like fitness and things like that. And then without actually worrying about what you're eating, you've, you've already been a month into losing weight and it's just, be, it becomes a lifestyle. That's one of the, that's one of the chunking ways. So we, each week we just take a different piece. Cause you can't, you can't resolve like you can't press enter and the equation spits out a formula or whatever, or the code works because of hours and hours of work and, and you have a, a resolvable answer. You can't resolve losing weight. There's too many, there's too many pieces involved to that code. Doesn't make sense. You have to, uh, you have to break it up into what is resolvable or you can't reconcile it. You can't reconcile it. Like let's, let's build a skyscraper. Okay. That's, that's great and all that's a good goal, but there are thousands and thousands of steps within that concept that need to be thought of. And then in the end, there's a building, there's a skyscraper, but it takes thousands of people and man hours and decisions so normally that's my stomach. <laughs> so normally with a massive uh, goal, uh, we have to, it is good to have an end goal, right? So with an architecture architect would uh, build the building in a, in a little 3d model model or whatever. And then we all have a concept of where to move forward. But then the contractor has to talk to all of his people and they have to, start laying the foundation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I think Stephen Covey said, we need a blueprint. He said, start every day with a blueprint. Just like every house has a blueprint and you refer to that blueprint every day. And it's got different schematics on it and different layers and everything and different pages, and different steps and processes. So blueprint your life take it in stages and I don't think you need to work on discipline so much as just understanding how to navigate through experience and reality using our mind because our mind is you know depending on what kind of mind you have that's why you have to have different answers he that is is good with a hammer tends to treat everything like a nail. You want to avoid that kind of mindset. If I'm really good at the Jocko method, should I teach the Jocko method? You know, and that's what most coaches and guides and stuff will do. They're really good at one thing because it worked for them and it works for most of their clients. So they use that. But the best way to do it, in my opinion, is to investigate the person who's asking the question and see what kind of mind they are and then come up, come up with an individualized answer. And that's very difficult to do on a, a broad scale. So that's why you have to come up with a, an academy of sorts and things like that, a school that can take in d diverse students and big thing, things like that. What do you think? <clears throat> okay, so this is the first time I'm phrasing this into thoughts. So see if it comes out clearly. There's something called moving the goalposts where when you do something one day, you then expect yourself to, let's say, do it for the rest of the week. But you don't know 
how your mental state will be or how you will feel in other days. So if you do something, let's say into for losing weight, let's say eat a salad one day and then drink a lot of water that day, don't expect the same from yourself if when you're just starting off. Uh, don't expect to do that thing for the rest of the week. Maybe just do it once every week. And over time, you can increase that number to maybe two times a week, but you'll feel good about yourself that at least you're making progress. So you'll probably just start doing it more frequently without it being a hard thing to do. Did that make sense? What do you think yeah. about that? There was more to it, but that's the part I remember. Well, yeah, it's the, an even further chunk, right? That's absolutely correct in my what opinion. What you said about chunking. And another thing, uh, he's a psychiatrist, and he said, we tend to overestimate ourselves and our abilities for the future, and it might be better to actually underestimate ourselves. So, yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, I th well, one, I agree, of course, taking it by the day is is 100%. Don't even think about the week if that's too much. Today, can I drink a gallon of water? And then mm -hmm. I'll try tomorrow. So absolutely. I think that method is perfect for the person who needs it, that method. Some people don't need that. Some people, and it's important to know what that individual needs because you don't have to waste their time. If you have two people sitting next to each other and give them both the same method, one of them might go crazy because, you know, it's too much. It's too much uh, uh, overanalyzing. They're like, okay, why don't you just give me this task for the month? Of course, I'll drink a gallon a day a month if that's what I have to do. And they'll go and they'll do it. And you don't have to waste their time with constant analyzation. So the, yeah, it all works depending on what, person you're dealing with and what mind you're dealing with and in regards to overanalyzing and underanalyzing is also true because there's i mean both are true so the, there's a the famous quote you know humans usually under it it's not that they can't do what they set out they they intentionally underperform and never never achieve anything great so they should overachieve. They should reach for higher marks because they can achieve. And then it's also true that if you strive too much, if your goal is too big, it's not going to work. It's, you're going to set yourself up for failure. So there's a delicate balance in, in, in both of those things because they're both true. That's why my guru said everything is true. It's just truth is relative. So I, I would definitely not recommend to the construction worker, you know, who's building the building. Like I need a building, just build the building and it should, it should be finished, you know, by the end of the week. And they're like, look, this is a, this is like a one-year project. What do you mean? It's a big building. So that's ridiculous, right? To expect them to, no matter how much willpower they have, no matter how much self-awareness and, 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 motivation they have they'll never be able to finish a monumental task that should take a year in in one week or whatever right that's stupid that's insane but if you also have the perspective well i'll never be able to finish this thing so why start that's also not 
advised, right? That's, that's terrible. That's a terrible way to live your life. So you have to have this, uh, a perspective of both, right? That's yoga. The true, true yoga is to be able to manipulate your own awareness based on what's going on, based on the information that you know and what's possible. And then you move forward accordingly, right? That's just critical thinking. And we cannot treat everything like a nail because I could totally, you know, that same person who is trying to overachieve, you know, they can overachieve in a lot of different areas, but if they choose the wrong thing to overachieve in, they'll, they could potentially ruin um, their venture. It's not a good idea. So, you know, depends on what we're talking about, but they're absolutely. I've seen people get set up for failure. I've been up set up for failure before. Uh, happens all the time. Uh, likewise, I've also underachieved when I should have overachieved. That's wisdom, you know. Knowledge is incorporating both ideas or or learning about both concepts. Wisdom is applying them appropriately when you're when it needs in life. Knowing timely when the application of knowledge. Yeah. Exactly, timely application. So that's all wisdom is. And then uh, you do it over and over again, and maybe you can detect patterns. So maybe by high school, we can start to detect patterns if we're catching on to life quickly, or maybe by college or, you know, 20s to 30s. You just want to avoid the need to detect the, the ability to detect patterns too late. So if I see someone who's 35, uh, 40 years old, you know, and they're not seeing the same things I'm seeing, right? I, they're not able to detect certain patterns about their relationship. They need help. They need guidance. That's why uh, we have, you know, coaches and stuff, because some of us can detect patterns without having to go through the trauma first. We want to do that. We want more wisdom if we can. And uh Great. Solid. Thank, Thank you, you Rokas. Till next time. All right.